welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. What is up and welcome back to another episode, episode number 39 of the 5% Radio podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that Alex Ramosi just did recently in one of his YouTube videos where he was actually uh, giving a keynote speech somewhere, and he was talking about the stages of change and uh, kind of his his little, uh, you know, title for this specific slide in his talk was was labeled why not new? In other words, the shiny object syndrome, the the woman in the red dress that I've talked about in the past, the 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 squirrel, the the, the thing that so many unsuccessful people get stuck on is that I'm going to go from this to this to this to this to this. And I actually, um, while I'm covering this, I want to give a little bit of a, a backstory. So I did this for years. I thought the next job was the answer. I thought the next business model, I thought the next um, company that I would sell for, like, I, I always thought like, I mean, this next venture, this must be the thing, right? Because the reason that I haven't been successful so far clearly cannot be anything internal. It can't be anything to do with me. It must be the fact that I haven't found the right thing yet. I thought that for years and years and years because I was defining success differently back then. I was literally just looking for not a 5%, not time and money. I just wanted to make money. Like I just wanted to quote unquote, make it. That was where I was at for years and years and years because I wanted to do something per se with my life. So I literally, I, I, I always made the mistake of thinking that the next thing must be the answer. That must be the solution, the next uh, job, the next product that I sell, the next company, the next person that I do management for, the next client, the next this, the next that, the next business model, the next industry that I get into, the next, the next, the next, the next, the next for years. And really success comes down to not doing something new, but doing something long term. So why is new less important than just continuing to do something? Here's why. So when you first get started in something, and I'm actually, I'm going through this right now. I have a, uh, a partner of mine in, uh, in some marketing agency stuff, and he wants to switch niches all the time. And we had a niche that was going great. And obviously the marketing agency is not my long-term bread and butter, but for now in the self-employed world, like I, I do enjoy it. But one of the things that like we started doing was a, a specific niche. We were booking for venues. We started doing really well with that. And uh, all of a sudden we want to switch niches. He wants to switch niches and then he wants to switch niches again. So that would be like going from, hey, I'm a plumber. And then the next week you're like, you know what? We're still going to do plumbing, but we're actually going to do, we're going to do outdoor plumbing for people's ponds and fountains. And and then the next week you're like, you know what? We're, we're still in plumbing, but I want to do sprinkler. Yeah, sprinkler systems. That that That's where the money's at. So you're still like in the same industry, but you're constantly switching. You've got you've to gotta niche down. You've got to pick a thing. So if you're staying in the same industry, niche down, pick one thing in that industry. If you are not committed, not married to any specific industry yet, Stop trying a million different things. The answer is not new. The answer is just getting better at what you're currently already doing. Like just just keep doing what you're doing. Do more of it, do it better, and then do more of it better. So do more first, then improve what you're doing. And then and only then if I've maximized doing more and doing better. In other words, so if I'm doing marketing for a company, I can I can double my efforts on my marketing. We can send out twice as many cold emails. We can send out twice as many uh, cold calls. I can pay twice as much in paid traffic to run ads. We can put twice as many uh, yard signs out in medians and people's front yards and different businesses. I'll, I, I can do twice as many billboards. I can do twice as much, and then I can actually get better. So now me doing more is more effective because now I'm getting better and I'm doing more. Then and only then do I actually try anything 
new. So most people, here's the path that they take in the stages of change with anything they do. And this is based on, again, a specific slide that really struck me that he gave in this talk. So step one in the stages of change was uninformed optimism. And this is the mistake that everyone makes when they think that like, oh, the next thing will be better. Like, well, the grass is greener. Well, the grass over there is either fake or it's fertilized really well by a bunch of poo. But even though it looks greener, it's still grass. So people think, well, the next thing must that like that. I just must that must be the answer. Uninformed optimism. You're kind of on the upswing here. You're getting excited. There's hope. There's there's potential like, oh, this this will be better than anything I've ever done. And this is why I haven't succeeded because I haven't found the right thing. And and a lot of people are here in their shiny object syndrome journey. They had something that was going okay, And if they would have just, you know, gritted their teeth and just say, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. It's not my favorite thing, but I know I can make it work. If they would have kept doing it, they could have found success. Now, success might not have gone with exactly what they want. It might not have come with time, money, freedom, very little constraints. You might still have a lot of constraints. You might make a lot of money, but have no time. You might have a lot of time, but make no money because you've hired out so many people. So there's, 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 there's things that you've got to fine tune. And I personally think that passive income is the only long-term business model that anyone should build if they want time and money, because otherwise you're having to wait until you are retired to have your time. And statistically speaking, most people don't have their time in retirement and have money. They just have time and they're on a fixed income. So anyway, stages of change. I keep rabbit trailing. There's, there's so much just going through my head right now, but stages of change. So step one is uninformed optimism, meaning I'm optimistic, but I'm uninformed about this new opportunity that I'm looking at. Like, man, this looks great. This has to be way better. What you don't know is there's all kinds of crud that goes with this new thing as well. You just haven't learned about it yet. So stage one is uninformed optimism. I'm just, I'm excited. It's like your first date with a person. And then you have a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth. And then you're like, oh, like they're a human too. But uninformed optimism is, man, like this girl or this guy, they're perfect. There's obviously nothing wrong with them. Like, I don't know how they're not married or like, and then you're like, oh, they're a human too. Like uninformed optimism is first date was perfect. Oh my gosh. Like they're just, there could be nothing wrong with this. But like, they've got to be. That's uninformed optimism with opportunity. Step two, stages of change, stage number two, rather, is informed pessimism, aka, man, this sucks too. Like there's hard things in this too. There's things that I don't want to do in this vehicle to me being successful as well. There are parts of this that I don't enjoy. There's things that I'm not good at. There's time that I have to spend. There's pieces of it that are uncomfortable. Like there's, there's stuff that I hate that I detest that I absolutely do not want to do that I have to do to make this work as well. Dang it. Like, man, I, I thought uninformed optimism. I thought this thing was better in every way. Stage two, informed pessimism. Oh man. Okay. So there's things that suck in this as well, which leads to stage three, the crisis of meaning, AKA, should I keep doing this? Is this for me? Man, it, it should have worked by now if it was for me. And you know, if it, if God had had this for me, then I, I feel like I would have been able to make it work. And if, if we should have succeeded in this business, then man, I've already put so much money in. I've put so much time in. I've, I've just, I've tried so hard. In the crisis of meaning, you're thinking like a 95 percenter. Oh man, this, this is hard. It must not be it. Don't do something that doesn't require work. Do something that rewards work. Don't do something that is not hard. Do something that at the end of the hard, it is worth it. That the reward is good enough that you would look back and say, I would do twice as much and I would do it for twice as long to get it half as good as I have it now. Do something that gives you that as the outcome, not just like, eh, I mean, I'd, I'd say it was worth it at this point in my life. Like that's, that's not the goal. If you want to live a 5% life, 
But when you get to the crisis of meaning, you can follow this one of two ways. You can go up into stage five or you can go down into stage four, which is where a lot of people go with their lives. Stage four, so I go from the crisis of meaning. I don't know if I should do this, man. It should have come easier, man. I feel like if I was met, you know, if God had meant this for us, if man, I just, ah, maybe it's for someone else. Maybe I don't have what it takes. That's where you're at. If you keep going on that downward spiral mentally, you end up at crash and burn stage four, which means you quit basically. And there are a million quitters for every one finisher. There are so, so, so many people whose names did not make it into the history book strictly because they quit before they actually made something work. They quit the marriage. They quit the business. They quit the job. There was, there was a guy that was a, a third partner. There was Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs. There was a third guy in Apple. And I'll tell the story sometime, probably more in depth, but he was a third partner. So it would have been, you know, 33.33333% owner, all three of these guys, Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and then this guy. And he ended up basically losing faith in the company, the vision, where they were going. And they bought him out for like 800 or it was like 800 or $1,000, like not $800,000, like 800 as an 800 or 1,000, like one comma zero 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 dollars. They bought this guy out. And look what Apple did because he went from the crisis of meaning, stage three, oh man, this is hard. It's not working. It's not doing what I thought it would. I don't know if this is for me. I mean, all my friends are crazy, man. It looks really good over there. My buddy's got a job down at the plant, man. He's making 80 grand a year and he's got the weekends off. Man, I feel like I'm working so hard. We put so much into this and stage four, crash and burn. You know what, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull everything out and just, just buy me out. Just, I I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think it's going to work. You guys are nuts. I don't, it's not going to happen. How do you think that guy feels day after day after day when he wakes up and looks in the mirror? Honestly, like Apple's the first company, I think what, to go to a trillion dollars, like how would you live with that decision for the rest of your life that you pulled out on Apple or one of Zuckerberg's partners? Or or I guarantee you there's people that there are people that could have invested into Amazon back in the late 90s or the early 90s when it was starting up. There are people that Jeff Bezos went to and said, hey, I just need 50 grand. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sell books online, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And there are people that said no. How would you feel waking up that morning after saying no a decade down the road realizing like oh crap like we we really should have done that we really 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 should have given jeff the 50 grand we would have been worth 500 million like there's there's so many people because they get to phase three and they're like ah i don't know you know i'm just i i think i'm gonna put on the brakes we're gonna take a vacation we need to take some time and then boom stage four crash and burn and then what happens they go right back into stage one step one on the same exact stages of change cycle. Uninformed optimism. Oh, I found this new thing. After I crashed and burned in that old thing, I found this new thing. And this is, man, this is way better. There's nothing wrong. And then, oh, stage two, informed pessimism. Oh, wait, this has some this has some downsides as well. Yeah, this sucks too. Yeah, I have to put time into this as well. Oh, man, I actually have to work hard. I have to spend money. I've got to spend time. Oh, man, maybe this isn't what I thought it was. Stage three, crisis of meaning. Are you going to crash and burn or will you make it out of stage three? and go on the upswing again back to stage five, which is informed optimism, meaning, yes, there's some things that suck about this. Yes, there are some things that I don't want to do, but guess what? There's going to be things that you don't want to do in every single area of your life. 
in your health. There are days that you don't want to go to the gym. There are days that you want to eat more junk food than you should. There are days that you don't want to stick to the diet when you're cutting weight. There are days when you're married that you don't want to bite your tongue, that you want to have the argument, that you want to just give him or her a piece of your mind. There are days when someone says something and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to let them have it. There are days when you need to do the right thing, disciplining your child, and you don't want to, and you can choose at that moment to do the right thing or the wrong thing but it's your choice every single day. So informed optimism says, yeah, there are some things that I don't love about this. There are some hard things. There are some not fun things. There are some difficult things that honestly, like if I was just to label it, do I like it or does it suck? Man, I think it sucks. But you know what? Informed optimism, stage five says that I've done uninformed optimism, informed pessimism, crisis of meaning. I've crashed and burned. I've done so many things in the past that I understand that this is what I need to stick with. This is what I need to make happen. Informed optimism. Yes, there's some things that suck that are not so fun that I don't love to do. But, man, I know that if I stick with it, I will get to stage six, which is achievement. Ah, I've made it. I made it to the top of the mountain. I pushed the rock all the way up the mountain. Man, that sucked. There are things I didn't like about it. It's not what I thought it was maybe in the beginning, but I knew that I could make it work. I got through informed pessimism where I realized what sucked about it. I got through the crisis of meaning. Should I do this? Am I meant to? Should I do something else? It should have worked by now. Maybe not. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not me. Maybe maybe if I was someone else, maybe if I had this, maybe if I had that, oh, I put so much time in. I pushed through that and instead of crashing and burning, I came back up on the upswing. I came back up the upswing to stage five and formed optimism. Yeah, there's, there's some things that aren't so great about this, but man, I've learned what is good about it. And if I keep doing it, it'll work. Stage six achievement, I made it. I made it. How many things are there that you've tried that you've gone through uninformed optimism? This is great. There's nothing wrong with it. Everything about this is wonderful to inform pessimism. Oh man, there's some things that aren't so fun about this. There's some things that I don't like doing. There's some things that are uncomfortable, inconvenient, that suck, that are hard, that I actually, oh man, you tell me that I actually had to work hard to be successful. No way. I thought I could get a free lunch at the end of my retirement. Like stage three. Crisis of meaning. Should I do this? I put so much in. I put so much on the line, man. People are telling me I'm crazy, man. That job looks really good. Why, why would I start my own business? Why would I work all these? You can crash and burn or you can go to stage five, informed optimism, which leads you to achievement. So let me ask you this. There's, there's a lot of people that have gone through a lot, a lot, a lot of different things and they've quit over and over and over and over again. And now they're looking back and they're realizing, man, if I would have just stuck with one thing, If I would have stuck with one thing, I cannot tell you how many times I can look back in my life on so many, so many different things that I tried that if I literally just would have stuck with it, I could have made it work. It wasn't anything that I innately didn't have the ability to do. It wasn't because I, it it was too hard. I was, I was failing. I was, you know, there's, there's no way I could have made that work. We were running out of money. Like there's nothing that I can look back on when I'm like, you know what, if I wouldn't have pulled out sooner, like if I, if I wouldn't have pulled out and quit sooner, I probably could have made that work. There's nothing. Back when I was selling Cutco knives, I was doing great with that. I was just, honestly, I got bored with it. I'm like, ah, I, I want to do something else. Uninformed optimism. Something else looks better. Got the next job, started the next opportunity, started selling the next product. Like there's, there's so many things that if you look at people who are successful, they've been doing one thing a long time. There is no overnight success. You've heard the saying, oh, he was an overnight success 20 years in the making. That's because it's true. There's no one who just gets in something and like, for example, I've, I've got a, uh, one of my partners in business right now, um, name is Matt, absolutely just killing the game with what we're working on right now. Just absolutely crushing it. Literally the guy's on track to make like five figures. So that would be 10 grand or more per month 
in a passive residual income in the next 12 months. Like the guy's absolutely just tearing the cover off the ball. Him and his wife are absolutely crushing it. And you might look at that, someone from the outside that doesn't really understand what we do, that doesn't understand everything the guy's been through, everything that he's worked for up to now. They might look at it and be like, oh, well, it's easy for him. Like uninformed optimism. Oh, well, well, yeah, this looks great. Like he, he doesn't, he's not having to work for it, but, but the guy has put in years of reading, years of listening to personal development audios, years of working on his leadership, years in the business game, years in sales, years in working on how to hire people and train employees and all this other stuff. Like he, he has put his reps in, so to speak. There was a story of a, of a golfer and this, this dad brought his little boy to the golf club and he, you know, there, so when I say golf club, I don't mean like, you know, a, a driving, you know, a driver or a putter or like a nine iron. Like, I mean like the actual club where they golf. So dad brings his son to the golf club and there's a guy there and he's like the local pro where he's, he's like, you know, someone who like really plays at a high level. And the, the dad is talking to the little boy and he's like, you know, I, I want to ask this guy, like, how, how do I get as good as you? And, and so the little boy goes over and he asks, he says, like, basically, sir, what's it take for me to get as good as you are? Like, what's it take for me to become a professional in what we do, like, in golf? Like, I play golf, you play golf. Like, what did it take for you? And the dad, standing there with the little boy, and the pro looks at the dad, and he's like, can I be honest with him? Like, can, can I really tell him what it takes? He's like, sure. Because, see, not everyone gets a trophy. It, there's no trophy for effort in business. There's no reward monetarily because you tried. There's no bonus points or like your your sales company, your business that you own. I don't care what you do. I don't care what product you sell, what service you provide. I don't care what job you're in. I don't care what career field you want to go into. There's no bonus. There's no pay incentive. There's no raise. There's no more closed deals. There's no better leads. Like there's none of that because you quote unquote gave it a shot. Like you get paid for results and results come from doing things in the dark that come out and results that people see in the light. They're like, oh man, he's so amazing. They don't see what you did in the dark. So the pro looks at the dad and he says, hey, can I tell him like what it really takes? And he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And he looks at the little boy and he says this, and don't miss this. He says, I hit 300 balls every day. I hit 300 balls every day. So if you're doing that seven days a week, let's say that he took two days a week off. Let's, let's say that every day he meant Monday through Friday. 300 balls every single day, five days a week. That's 1,500 shots every single day outside of whatever other golf this guy played, recreationally, training, working on, chipping, putting, but he hit 300 balls a day outside of his regular game, 1,500 strokes with a club a week, 1,500. Like so many people look at like, oh, well that, you know, man, that that guy got in and succeeded overnight. Like, man, I, I bet I can do the same thing. Yeah. If you put in the same amount of work as he has under the hood, like I drive a Toyota Camry because number one, I drive a ton. Number two, the thing is just, <laughs> so I'm at like 237,000 miles on that thing right now. And I'm really, really, really hoping it's got almost no, like no rust. Like it's in great shape. I'm really hoping I can get that to 400,000 miles strictly because I want to do it. I remember at one point, one of my friends was like, dude, you can buy the car that you want. Like you can buy it like pretty much cash. Like, why don't you go get a new car? And I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. Like this works, this works fine. And I'm going to drive the wheels off it anyway. So why would I want to buy something new right now and then drive the tires off that? Like I'm in a phase of my life right now that I'm having to drive a ton for some of the projects that we're working on. So anyway, so this car that I drive currently, like if I took that and I had a buddy put 20 grand into it. I've got some friends that are hot rodders. Like they can soup up anything. I could put a bunch of money in that car 
make it all-wheel drive, get it 700 horse, reinforce the frame. Like, they'd have to change a ton, a ton of stuff. Drive shaft, transmission. Like, they'd, they'd literally have to drop an entirely new... Like, it would look the same, but everything pretty much would be changed. And you could look at that and be like, oh, yeah, it looks like the same vehicle. Man, Camrys must just be fast. Like, some, some dude in a sports car would be like, man, if I just drove a Camry, like, I'd be able to beat my friends in races. But you don't see what went on under the hood. You don't see what's beneath the surface. So my buddy Matt, him and his wife, absolutely killing it right now. Absolutely killing it. They're doing amazing. And to some people, it may look like from the outside looking in, like, oh, it's an overnight success story. But they put in so much work behind the scenes that now it's coming out that they're absolutely killing it because there was work put in behind the scenes because they were ready. I will work. I will prepare. I will study. When my opportunity comes, I will be ready. When opportunity and preparedness meet, success happens. Like, you've got to be willing to go through, oh, this looks great. You know what? This kind of sucks. I don't know if I should be doing this. Avoid crash and burn. Come back up. You know what? There are some things that I don't really love about this, but I'm going to keep going. Boom, achievement. You've got to be willing to go through those things if you want to be successful. New is not the answer. The next thing is not the answer. Quitting what you currently do to find something, quote unquote, better is most likely not the answer. If you were to look at your industry... Whatever you are doing, whether you're a career, working at a corporate job, 1099 salesperson, I I don't care, salary plus commission, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're in a government job and you're making $180,000 a year or you just started the business yesterday or you're starting one in the future or you're listening to this, getting excited, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm looking into all these different business models. Do something and do it incredibly, incredibly, incredibly well. This is the last thing I'll share. So we look at the stages of change and most people will quit right around stage three. They will quit. They'll be like, ah, oh, there's things in this that I don't like. We should have made it by now if we, if, you know, we've put in so much and they start counting the cost. I'll do a whole episode on this in the future, but they start counting the cost and they'll say, well, it, you know, it would make, it, it just logically, it makes sense that if I put an X, then I should have had Y by now. And if I don't have Y by now, then the man that the, I must be missing, the, like something must be wrong. It's not a mathematical equation. You do X, you get Y. It's it's not a logical, success is not a logical thing. Go listen to that story that I told a while back about the guy who was a world famous actor and at the end of his life, like finally his dad was like, okay, now I think you're funny. Listen to all the things that that guy went through. Go listen to the story of Walt Disney. Go 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 read about Ray Kroc, the journey that he took. Go Go listen to stuff about Sam Walton and his journey. Everything that he did was illogical. Go listen to stuff like when Elvis Presley first started singing, he went to his studio, he was a truck driver, and the guy flat out told him, like, yeah, you should keep driving truck like you're not cut out to sing. Elvis Presley was told that you're not cut out to sing. That's not logical to keep going. If you listen to his story, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it looks easy for him. You have no clue what the guy went through. Success is not a logical thing. It's not a mathematical, I do X, I get Y. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. But here's here's the story. Here's the last thing that I wanted to say. So there was a study done on the top 1% of Facebook advertisers. Now, you can advertise on any platform you want to. This could easily transfer over into anything else, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, like whatever social platform that you you want to look at. But they did a study specifically with Facebook, and the top 1% of advertisers tested 11 times the amount of creative. 11 times the amount of creative, meaning the images and videos for the ads. So someone might look at it and be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not as good as that guy's ads. I'm not, I, you know, I, 
I don't know why we can't get our agency to grow the top 1% tested, not twice, not three times, not five times, not 10, 11 times the amount of creative, which is images and videos on Facebook to find their winners. So they can scale ads to spending $10,000 a day, $50,000 a day, a couple million dollars a month because they tested so, 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 so much. So that's the difference. The difference between greatness, the 5% and the 95%, greatness and the rest, the winners and the people that never are willing to put in the effort, the people who are successful and the people that just want to be, it's not a difference of like, oh, this guy tried twice as hard. It's a difference of this guy was willing to do whatever it took. So don't count the cost. Don't get on that cycle and say, oh, man, the, like the next thing is the answer. Again, just to wrap things up here. Stage one of change, uninformed optimism, man, this looks great. Nothing must be wrong with this. Must be the easiest thing ever. Stage two, informed pessimism. There are some things about this that suck. I'm not sure this is for me. Stage three, the crisis of meaning. I should have been able to make this work by now. I don't know if this is for me and maybe I'm not cut out for it. Maybe, maybe this, maybe that. Stage four, you can choose to crash and burn and then go back to stage one and find, oh, this is the thing. This is why I didn't succeed last time. Or you can push through to stage five, informed Optimism meaning, yes, some things suck, but I know I can make this work. And then lastly, stage six, achievement. I want every single one of you listening right now to hit stage six in whatever it is that you do. And if you're not doing the right thing now and you're 100% sure that, you will find the right thing if you look hard enough, if you try hard enough. But for now, probably what you're already doing, you can make work unless you have a dream that is significantly bigger than what you're doing. Just remember there's a million quitters for every single finisher. So decide today that you're not going to be a quitter and reach stage six achievement. Make it happen.